Welcome to the Cyber Nation Uncensored Podcast. We welcome all Chumbas, Edge Runners, Vault Dwellers, Wastelanders, Spice Traders, and Space Folders. Thanks for joining us. Please give us a great review and also be sure to join us on both YouTube and Twitch. We'd love to see you on a live stream. Thanks again. See you soon. Episode of Tales from the Forlorn Dopes. I'm your host, Cyber Smiley, with my other host. I am Wisdom Greetings Programs. <clears throat> and today I think we got a real special guest, um, James Hutt. James Hutt. James yes, T. sir. Hutt. Um, appreciate you coming on uh, and joining us for our little conversations. Hello. Uh, good to be on, guys. I'm excited for this. Awesome. So, let's get started. Um, first off, we're going to do a little questionnaire. And like I said um, before the show, I, it's a little bit of a kind of a quick type of uh, rapid fire type of question. So, <clears throat> so first before question. Before we do that, just to bring everybody up to speed, uh, Mr. Hutt is the... Uh, creative game designer for uh, Artalsorian Games. Most of you will know that already. But uh, I, 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 I figured he didn't need an introduction he was so famous. You know, we, I, I can I, I can do my I can do the little introduction bit guys if you, you don't want to By all means, I, do your introductions. Okay, um, so uh, I'm the senior game designer at Artalsorian Games. Um, some of my work is I was um, my the main thing that I do is most of the sort of systems design for uh, Cyberpunk Red, um, but I also help Cody Pondsmith uh, on uh, the Witcher TRPG. That's what I do there. Um, I just uh, recently actually, I'm starting this new thing at jamesoutgames.com uh, where I'm making indie games and I have a newsletter that I'd love you to join. Excellent. And uh, there will be free stuff in the future through that newsletter. Awesome. Uh, right. And I would love to love to have you there. Anyway, um, that's me. Um, Welcome to the show, And uh, I'm, 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 I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that, I think, a little bit better, because I have a, a couple of questions or, or things I want to find out a little bit more about that, that project. Of yours. <laughs> um, so anyways, <clears throat> so these are quick, short questions or quick answers. Quick questions with short answers. Um, there are no wrong answers, but there is one right answer in this list. So <clears throat> we'll start okay. it off. Uh, 2020, 2045, or 2077? I I love 2045. Right. It's the one I've mixed my labor with the most. Okay. 
favorite favorite we all love our babies favorite cyberpunk role um i like the media role okay i think it's uh it's it's got the most narrative implications and uh i i love uh, transmetropolitan comics it's my favorite book of all time so yeah that's my favorite comic book too like it's my favorite book period like comic novel whatever like Oh, I'm not sure I can give it that, but I that answered that question. I hope that's not on the list. Nope. That's fine. Go. I, I think we got to move on. To the next yes, we got to move on. Quick questions, quick answers. <laughs> uh, favorite cy- uh, cy- uh, favorite piece of cyberware. Um, ooh, um, I think it has to be uh, subdermal armor. Okay. Favorite okay. cyberpunk weapon. Uh, that's hard. Um, I think the, I think the microwaver is the most quintessential cyberpunk weapon because it's a punk's answer to the problem of a over cybered corp assassin coming to kill him. Okay, that uh, makes perfect sense to me. Favorite cyberpunk red or twenty twenty book? Ooh, um, well, my favorite twenty twenty book is Night City, and my favorite. Cyberpunk Red book is the new Black Chrome. Excellent. Oh, Least favorite Cyberpunk Red or 2020 book? Uh, that, mm, <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's rough, man. Um, As I said, there's no wrong answer. I was not the biggest, I was not the biggest fan. Uh, nope, not answering that. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> Putting the needles to you. All right. Pan Am, Judy, or Rogue? Pan Am, Judy, or Rogue? Um, I will say the answer is uh, Meredith Stout. There you go. Excellent. Lucy, Rebecca, or Kiwi? Um, The answer is Rebecca. Okay. Carrie, River, or Goro? Um... I didn't. I actually have not replayed as any of those plot lines, oh. so I cannot choose any of them. Okay. David... I, I'm saving that for my next playthrough. There you go. Um, David Main or Pillar? I think Main is the coolest designer in the three of them. Okay. I agree with you. <clears throat> Favorite Night City gang. Uh, ooh, that's hard. Um, I I vacillate between the Philharmonic Vampires uh, and the Piranhas. I'm excited to do some cool stuff with the Piranhas in about a month. Yep, and I think we're gonna. I'm, I'm excited to hear that. Yeah. Uh, favorite mega corporation. Um, that would be. Um, the 2020 era, my answer is Biotechnica. In the 2045 era, uh, my answer is Continental Brands. That was my baby. Okay. Favorite cyberpunk movie? Um, Akira. Solid choice. Yep. Favorite cyberpunk fictional character? Um, the Major. Ah, Matoko Kusanagi. Uh, Ghost in the Shell. Okay. 
Gibson, Dix, or uh, Stevenson? That would be a Gibson. Okay. Favorite cyberpunk novel? Uh, that's hard. Um, that's that's a hard question. I, I'm not sure of the answer to that one off the top of my head. Sorry. Right. No that's understandable. And the final question is, is Shadowrun cyberpunk? Uh, it's part of the genre. It is, is a Hawaiian-Mexican fusion restaurant, Mexican or Hawaiian. It's fusion. You know? You can fuse together elements and still be a part of the canon. The, That's the a pretty solid genre. It's a solid answer, but I was preferring a yes or no on that one, but... That was, <laughs> that's he always prefers that, yes or no. Well, that's and no one, one ever gives it to him. Because <laughs> that's the question where you, where someone might say yes, they're wrong, and if they say no, they're right. That's the only question that you might get wife, wrong. Look, look, man, I, my wife who is a Shadowrun tattoo, I can't be too mean. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the quick questionnaire we try to ask uh, all our interviews and. Um, now we can move on to uh, chatting with you, man. Get down to cool. the meat. I, yeah. I, I'm glad. I'm glad we got the the. Uh, I, I I should have answered interlinked to one of those. I really wanted. To. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. So congratulations on your two most recent supplements, Black Chrome and Interface Two. Um, Thank you. So Black Chrome has been in a while in the making. Um, mm -hmm. Can you give any details on the creation process for it or the struggles you guys were facing uh, to get it done? So, yeah. Um, so the reason why it took so long is it's the first one. And we were figuring out how we wanted to do a Chromebook because we knew we couldn't do it exactly like it was done in 2020. Because the Chromebook is a artifact of the setting, you know? And yeah. uh, we wanted to make sure that this one was as meaningful to this setting as the 2020 ones were for 2020. Yeah, so we had to figure it out as like an app, and then there's all these cool ideas we had. And uh, at the end of the day, it just takes takes a long time to make something of quality. Also, uh, there's roughly three times more art in this book than you'll find in the standard tabletop role-playing game book. So the art took three times as long. Right. That makes sense. I know that uh, Mike... What other, what other item books have art for every item? Not many. Yeah, <laughs> I mean... There's a reason for that. The inspiration behind saying. Data Fortress... Uh, Data Fortress 2020 since the beginning is if I introduce a piece of tech, I'm gonna include an image for it because that's that's just part of the mystique and or, or part of the draw for me. Absolutely. Uh, I know. I know. Mike originally uh, announced that he was working on the next Chromebook way back in like 2013, 2014 on the uh, on the cyber. Uh, CD Projekt Red Cyberpunk forums way back in the day uh, wow. before Red had ever been announced. Um, I think it was originally supposed to be a, a 2020 supplement. Um, 
how much how much of that material was written for 2020 that later had to be like completely redone for red i there was a fair amount of conversion and reconversion during the design process but there's also a fair amount of new stuff that was made for this and um that's a very complex a very long answer that gets into some weeds and nitty-gritty stuff that uh I do not think will be interesting to listeners. <laughs> the the answer is evolution. Evolution requires doing the same thing, doing it again, and then doing it again, and doing it again, and then uh, until you're happy. I don't know about the if, listeners, but sometime after yeah. the show, I may hit you up for that story just because that does interest me. <laughs> uh, evolution is a, is a is a tough is a tough thing. Okay. Um, <coughs> yeah, I mean, you brought back go ahead. the, uh, I was just going to, you brought back the exotics in interface in interface two. That was a nice surprise. Um, are, are, is there any plans to bring in full conversions? Or uh, is that I just... will, we have not announced the pack in article for interface three, but know that the interface, uh, pack in articles, the, the, brand new stuff we put in each interface to maybe convince people to buy it, even if they've already read it free on the internet. Um, those we want to make sure are always fan favorite content. We've not announced the next one. I cannot do it here. I apologize. No worries. Yeah. I mean, nudge, nudge. Link, link. <laughs> for, for, for me and Derek, who are completionists, you know, anything you guys put out, uh, we are going to try to acquire in some form or yeah. another. Um, but yeah, it was nice to see uh, the full conversions, and it looked like you pretty much nailed each one and bringing it into uh, the exotics. Into you mean, yeah. Right? yeah, the exotics. The exotics. Okay. <coughs> um, I would yeah, have liked I, uh, to have seen a picture for all of the exotics, fun. but you know, I understand that you know, free downloads uh, don't always necessarily get a lot of money towards art. Yeah, um, luckily. Oh. <laughs> I think we put in a couple of them. Um, yeah, I would have liked to see more. I'm going to be honest. I would have liked to see more uh, of the ones we didn't get to show as art. and uh, Or hoping maybe to sneak them into some into some you know other illustrations in the future, right? Uh, so that they, ne- they don't, they don't, they don't go question mark, question mark, question mark forever. Um, but I don't think it was in the budget. And you're right. Interface has a uh, is a more uh, ground level operation than a big Chromebook is. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. I mean they're all compilations of of the uh, the weekly updates. So they're they're comp they're they're so give you just an overview because I know that not everybody knows what our interface products are. Um, there every month there's a free dlc on our website um that's totally playable and totally canon in fact if you don't read them you miss lore stuff so that when it happens in big books it's like you haven't gone if you haven't seen the marvel tv series and then you go to the marvel movie and you're like who's this guy (laughs) um so you gotta you gotta get them you gotta read them and uh we compile them all and sort of remaster them and 
we put real edit, we put professional editing on them and we fix the problems that people found in the monthly update, Yep. the free monthly update. Uh, and then we put in a full new, another one that's always a fan favorite one in the back that's never before seen just so there's new content in the book as well. I mean, I love the, I love the monthly updates. They're always interesting. They're always fun. Uh, and like you said, they always throw a bit of lore at uh, that you aren't going to get anywhere else. Yep. They're kind of like a zine. Yes, definitely. And, and uh, you know, you are one of the few companies out there um, that does something like this, if not the only ones. <clears throat> in which you're putting game content out. Wow. We, we know we need to keep, we need to, as, this, as an operation that is not, does not involve a dungeon or a dragon, um, we have to uh, we have to keep fans excited. And if you're a Cyberpunk Red fan, every month there's something fun for you to do, which I think is the coolest part about being a Cyberpunk. Yep, and it keeps it. Running. You, you also uh, you also do the same thing for for the for the Witcher line. Uh, yes, um, we try. Um, I I am only I, I'm not part of that crowd uh in terms of like the people who do the monthly stuff for the witcher okay. but i have read some of the monthly witcher updates and they are cool and they are super cool and i imagine they are the same thing as, i can't as, speak to stuff that i don't dip my toes cool, in all the time as cool as the content for the interfaces and the uh monthly updates are I, I tell you what one of my favorite things about it is is that it throws back to the old interface fanzine by uh uh, Chris Hawkabout and Thaddeus, uh, Thaddeus Howes. And it's yep. just really cool to see that that homage to I'm uh, we were more, I, I was of course a big fan of that stuff and I got my start in tabletop role playing games writing zines myself so to me it was a natural hey I want to keep doing that um but I want to do it as a part of a content strategy for a, you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, it's it's really awesome. I I very much uh, appreciate. Um, in a in a more keeping canon, some traditions alive. Importantly, I wanted to do it in a more canon way than uh, is done at D and D with um, Mystic Arcanium. What is it? Unearthed Arcana. I think it's Arcana. yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. because because there it's like it's. I'm not throwing shade, but um, they use it as a playtesting avenue. And the cool mm -hmm. part about the Cyberpunk one is it's it is playtested. So that means that it's it's stuff that you can feel confident putting in your game that won't break the balance or anything. And it is mostly designed by core design staff at RTG. That's awesome. Anyway. Yeah, and that's the one great part of it, you know, um, is that it's it's RTG approved, right? Versus, and that was a thing. Like yeah. even when 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 I was gaming, even with the, the notorious Dungeons and Dragons, you had a lot of third party people who would put stuff out. And you know, when when you're as a gamer and you start going into different groups, um, each DM and each table is going to be different, right? But most tables would take core stuff, right? Oh, if it's printed right. by TSR or Wizards, 
yes, that can come to my table. Any third-party crap, yeah, no. <laughs> you know, so it's always nice to have the, the main company uh, produce it versus, uh, you know, and, and not to say that, you know, third-party stuff is good. No, no, no. It's just more no, acceptable, you know. That's 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 where I come from, too. I come from that. That is my swamp. I came from that swamp. I know what it looks like. It's a good swamp. I was very happy there. <laughs> um, I'm, uh, apparently, I'm a frog now in this. Uh, in the... yikes! It's not easy being green, buddy. No, no, it is. So, so I just want to get back to um, interface two with the exotics. So now that you've done the exotics, oh yeah, are, are you going to be doing full conversions for the next uh, in the coming? I years? very cutely <laughs> didn't answer that question about ten minutes ago. Oh, um, I, I appreciate that, but I can't, can't I, say we're not not going to do it eventually. It's just I uh, I cannot announce when we are. Right. It's it's a yes in the future. OK, um, I would never I would never not eventually put cool robots in a game. You well, know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm a guy. I'm a man that loves cool robots. And I know, know that. like back in the day when, when full conversions, even when Maximum and Metal came out, it, it became a game changer towards the whole game, right? Um, Maximum Metal is, is something we, we are, we are, Power Creep is a, uh, is a very real force. And uh, I am a, uh, I am a, a, a barrier against it. <laughs> You're the black And I will continue to be a barrier against it. Uh, more like a really big moat. Right. Okay. Um, so I've also noticed with the DLCs, you've you've had people in the community start to contribute. Is that going to be a continuing trend in which you take um, more community stuff and, and work with those uh, creators and, and actually develop uh, into a download? Or is this kind of like once in a while type of thing i think it might be a once in a while type of thing going forward um maybe a once in a year thing maybe a twice a year thing but we we'd like it, it's it's gonna be a case-by-case -case basis each time it happens you know what i mean so um yeah it seems like you guys are uh like as opposed to the 2020 line where uh eventually you guys had like a couple of dozen writers working for you and all that. It seems like you're keeping with red, you're keeping things much more close knit and in house. Does that make editing easier? Um, uh, well, we also edit out of house. So, um, I will say that the difference there is, um, well, I don't know if I agree with you on that. Uh, in core design, yeah, we're trying to keep it locked down. Um, but Tales of the Red had tons of collaborators. True. And um, Danger Gal Dossier is going to have tons of collaborators too. I oh, would, yeah. I would, I would say that the um, we're trying very hard to keep this um, to maintain a uh, just a very nicely manicured garden um, in terms of uh, in terms of design and um, what but for you know adventure content world lore content 
we're we're excited to um, we're we're excited to work with people and, and I mean eventually I would love to bring on design people too. That's awesome. I mean, working, we're working toward it, you know. But um, and and then there's the you guys are the you guys are way closer to the the thing. So I, I typically cut off the answer there, but also the environment on creating these books is totally different now. Yeah, than it was I when. That when 2020 came out um and uh you know there's more it's just um yeah yeah yeah. it's like that a lot of reasons for that but i mean we hope we we just we're just trying to make the best game possible that's all i'm saying okay and within I not mean, that, that not that that goes in the in the not that that is a force against this or anything no worries at all um, so we just had a, a question in the stream. Um, basically, I'm going to boil it down to what uh, Vampire Bites is asking is, you know, is so what's the lifespan of interface? Um, is it going to be just an annual or uh, do you think you're going um, to keep that, keep it up <laughs> as it were? I we're doing a I think we're doing a pretty good job keeping it up That's and cool. um the, the key is we remain close to the ground and um, it's worked on in, um, what is it? It does not work on, on um, uh, interface. I, I would say we're going to keep it up. I, I think lifespan wise, this is, this is going to happen for the duration of the edition, um, which I hope will be many, many more years. I mean, I like to hear that. Um, certainly. Uh -huh. Certainly, I, we want a long edition. Um, something that's going to be a big, meaty, long, well-loved thing. And we're we're getting. My point is that people like this enough that we're able to support and create more of it, and that's freaking awesome. I mean, uh, I, I love the interface. I'm not the business guy. I'm not the business guy, but but I love we, the we know the community supports it. I like that, uh, you know, when they come out, it's like it's like getting an anthology book where it's just there's a little bit of stuff for everybody. You got some, you got content, you got fluff, you got new gear. It, it's I love the interface books. Yep. And for me, it's it's all centralized, right? As opposed to you know the, the twelve different uh, downloads I have that I have to search through each one to figure out okay which one. Was yeah, I looking for it, it, in the it, game table. We didn't even think that that would be a thing when we started doing it. Like people would be like, "Ah, there's too much. I can't handle it." But, um, but that's great. That's a great problem well, to have. Yeah, it is. I just love books on my shelf. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I, I love physical products. Have you have you gotten the um, interface to print on demand yet? I I, I have not. Uh, okay, I haven't I been was... able to. I, like I said, I haven't been able to pick up uh, even the physical copies of, of Chrome Black or Interface 2 yet. You'll get uh, around. They're on my list, but yeah. It's, Start it's a swear happen. jar. You'll, you'll, you'll get there. That's basically what I've done. Yeah, I've got the PDFs, but physical copies will be on my shelf soon. Anyway, where were we? Uh, I think we were going to ask you, with all the work you've done, uh, what would you say is your most proud P 
piece of work that you created for Cyberpunk Red? Ooh, that's that's hard. Um, do you... I guess I am very happy with um, with the like. I'm very happy with the black chrome. Um, it's just the most recent one I put out. I know, but I, I'm very happy with black chrome. Um, I I'm very happy with how elf lines turned out. Um, that was really cool. Um, I got to say that was very interesting to see how meta <laughs> uh, that pop, you know, just just from a, a system because because I actually ran a scenario back in the 90s um, at cons in which we had that kind of I had like a, a multiplayer uh, game in which the players were part of it so they had to play D&D characters and then they would have to hack the system to figure out how one of their friends died um, so it was entertaining to see that type of uh, mentality but yeah it was very interesting to see how you put a game inside a game yeah, I had a lot. I have a lot of uh, repressed, um, repressed video game uh, stuff to, to work out. So I'm very <laughs> happy that it uh, that it came through. Um, I, I would guess those are those are the two big ones for me. Um, I'm looking forward to that changing in the future when I more stuff is out. But uh, and I I guess the net running system. Okay, and the real answer is I'm very happy with the new net running system. I got to work on that. I, I was the the guy that pulled it up from 2020. I um, think uh, I think popular opinion uh, would would back you up on that. Uh, of all the changes made uh, between for the rules mechanically between 2020 and Red, I think the updates the net running system is. Like it, it's 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 on point. Like I don't know anybody who isn't thrilled about that. Wow. Um I guess that would be that's that's the big answer, and the other ones are the are the the accessory answers. So so I had, <laughs> and then maybe go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So so my curiosity, right when when I saw it and read was, did you take inspiration from twenty thirteen system? Or was it just um, something out of the blue that you thought of? Well, uh, it's a couple of things. Uh, one, um, it was a... Uh, the stated goal of the system is to make it easier to run and make it not... Um, let's go get pizza. Hmm. Uh, we wanted it to have more crunch. So it's designed to have more crunch than a, like a very like roll this number. Okay, you did a hack thing um and provide it it's meant to provide a subsystem not like an alternate system if that makes sense okay that makes i mean after the cyberpunk <laughs> 2020 net running yeah the not being an alternate system makes perfect sense um it needed to work with the same dice core and um, yeah it use the same stuff and consistent luck interestingly and um all we had to do was um, delink it from a stack, and uh, the door opened wide. Yeah, I mean that's one of the, the things I love about the game um, compared to twenty twenty was the improvements there. <clears throat> um, so, to follow up with the 
what are you most proud of? Um, here's the most difficult question, which is, what do you regret the most on anything you've worked on, if you have any regrets? Um, I would say that I, I'm very happy to live without major regrets in my life in general. Um, and, uh, and that, hey, uh, in terms of things that I would change, there are things that I would change. There are rules that are um, that are often misunderstood in the core rule book. Um, that's not too bad. Um, it's that uh, I mean I don't know, man. Um, I, I fixed the one that was really big for me was the um, the incredibly sort of not fun auto fire in the jumpstart kit. Uh, we we totally fixed that in the core rule book. I'm very glad we caught that because if we didn't catch that, then the game would be much weaker. Um, I would. Aren't there regrets? Mm. Ah, I do not think the language skill hit properly. Um, and uh, having. Uh, having languages be a skill is sort of um, something something we may look at in the future. I think that would be the those would be the big ones, and then yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So um, moving on to kind of a, a bit of a different topic, which is uh, future products. And mm. I know there's certain you can't give full answers to some of the questions I think we have, but um, any thoughts around this, you know, understand we're not going to hold you to the, <laughs> to the coals for any of this, but, um, so... Oh, no, 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 it's all good. And we don't expect details, necessarily, just... Right, so, Danger Gal... I'll see what I can do. Danger Gal Dossier is on the horizon. Can you give us a, yes. a little more about that? I know... Um, on some other interviews you've had, you've talked about how it's going to kind of flesh out some of the um, gangs within Night City. Um, and, and Indeed. Was, uh, and just a quick follow-up was, um, and I didn't know if it was going to be kind of a, a complimentary or, or an update of what, like, Edgerunner <clears throat> Edge Incorporated did for, like, uh, 2020. Uh, I will say it's not it's not styled after Edgerunner's Incorporated. Um, let me give you the let me give you the, the general. Um, so this is our big NPC book, and it's supposed to be a dossier that the company Danger Gal has. They're private detectives, um, and uh, it's a dossier that they have on different groups in Night City. So it stands in for a. Um, it's got a lot of people from some of the, a lot of the gang. Uh, in it, um, they each have a backstory and some stats. Uh, we're talking about your all your favorites. Uh, I won't get into specifics because I want these answers to be you know quick and digestible. But um, but it's this is if you want to have bespoke created NPCs for your cyberpunk world, this is a great place to get them and get them all in one place. And uh, it also uh, any 
GM reading this will, I hope, have tons and tons of ideas for campaigns by the time they get to the back cover. So that's this awesome. is uh, that's the, those two are the the main things that so, I wanted on the book, and I it, will say that I uh, most of it is being done by awesome um, outside writers uh, who uh, who will get their um, who will get their vision in and all this awesome stuff, and uh, I am more of making sure all the numbers fit out. Um, on it so i don't really have a lot to say on that one other than well, that it, it sounds like it's going to be like a cyberpunk version of like the marvel handbook or dc's who's who and i can't tell you how much that excites me yes um i sort of understand what you're talking about i uh i i believe that to be accurate excellent yeah, because I have I have read those things so many times. It's it's just an idea factor, and yeah, that's, sounds like what this is going to be. So I'm very much looking forward to. It. Yep. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so speaking of uh, Daniel Gao dossier, and last year, you know, when you guys announced it, you also mentioned a product called Rogue Street Weapons, and I understand, you know projects happen things get pushed around and things um is there is rogue street weapons still on the docket or is it still, um, this is kind of being pushed off this is one i cannot talk about okay that's fine oh well no no no, Just not no being able to talk about it is exciting enough as it is uh that's that's that is a, <laughs> that's a that's a dangerous answer. I don't know, I don't think you should take anything away from that answer. Yeah, well, too late. <laughs> <laughs> um, on that note, uh, the one I'm waiting for, uh, most looking forward to, Rusted Chrome, the Nomad stuff. What, what can, you, can you tell us anything about that? Um, I will. I will say that. Um, that we are very excited to make another Chrome. We're going to do another Chrome. Everybody knows we're going to do another Chrome. This is just me saying it. Um, and uh, and that's going to be, you know, um, it's going to be great. I, uh, I, w I will say I can't tell us any more than that. Oh, uh, okay. Because, well, the Chrome aspect of it is cool. No, the Nomad no. aspect is where my, where my gears really start going. I can't answer that question. <laughs> okay, okay, I guess I, I will get in trouble. All right. Well, we won't. We don't want that. that. I want to answer that want... question, but I cannot answer that question. All right. We don't want Mike mad at you, and we don't want Mike mad at us. So we'll just. I'll just let that drop. Oh, it's not Mike. I worry about it's Jay. Makes sense. Oh, that makes me. sense as well. We'll we'll work ourselves up the chain. We'll 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 dig until <laughs> we find this. Um. So um, there's been a lot of conversation or conversions in homebrew dedicated towards 2077. Um, Artal made the announcement of a supplement that's coming up. Any progress reports on that? Yes, um, that I worked on this morning. Um, so it's in development. Um, more than that is I'm super, uh, I, I would say keep homebrewing folk 
um, keep it up. Uh, I will. I will have something to say on most everything people want. You know, um, it's going to include um, in it. Um, I, okay, I'm not actually sure what I can talk about. <laughs> Fuck. Jay no. suddenly appears behind him. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, 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 it's going to be great, guys. Um, the, the things that you want are going to be in there. Um, damn, that's a really unsatisfying answer. No, I mean, uh, honestly, as long as you, as long as you confirm that it's something that's still oh, happening, oh, still moving yes. forward. This is, this is this is the answer that I typically give for this project at this stage. It is we want it to be a book that it, a a product. Uh, that is um, that is as equally for fans of the anime as it is for fans of Cyberpunk Red. There, that is See? the answer. That gives that's, more detail that I can give. That's a perfect answer. Um, I mean, so far up up till this point, like there hasn't there, there hasn't been much uh, visual or uh, like I'm not gonna say I don't want to say visual, but there hasn't been. Uh, much obvious collaboration uh, since the release of 2077 and the release of Red. It's been very separate products. I, I would say that that collaboration happens behind the scenes a lot more than people see. And uh, we work good. with we work with our business. <clears throat> We're making something in their past and they're making something in our future. We got to work together. And we that do so famously. And I think that's, that's fantastic. One of the questions we had, which was we weren't sure if there was like a NDA or any agreement. Uh, oh yes, there is. <laughs> well, I'm there sure there is. <laughs> but um, you know, what is the interaction between uh, the two companies, especially when it comes to red products? And I think you I would of... say the the interaction is awesome and fantastic, and uh, we're. We're very lucky. Look, you can... A licensee and a licensor can have a troubled relationship. It is possible. We are very lucky to not have that. Yep. Oh my gosh. All the, I hear stories from people who write comic books and whatnot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have it good. Speaking of comic books... Um, 2077 has had a lot of like comic comic book support from Dark Horse. Uh, are we ever going to see any comics for Red or 2020? I can't answer that. I don't. I I don't know, man. Okay. Uh, uh, we haven't announced anything. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I just didn't know if that was like even like on the possibility radar i i would say that i i do not have hands on the possibility radar okay okay um and this next question you know again you might not be able to answer but you can kind of give a, a quick vague answer so right so 2020 had a lot of splat books around roles it also had regional books is that something that's you know, your team is looking into and possibly generating, or is it still kind of like farther on the back burner, right? It's still in prep. 
as it were, um, with the sous chefs as it were. I, I, I will, I will say that, um, we are very excited to talk more about the cyberpunk world in 2045, uh, in future products. Um, there will be world content in the future. Excellent. We're just, we're not going to not do world content. You know what I mean? Like that's a big part of the cyberpunk, like big C cyberpunk world. Yeah. I mean, those are always my favorite books. Cool, cool world books. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and they're some of my favorite books from 2020. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it's happening. Nothing is announced. Um, but it would, it would be a sad day if we never did that. And we're not looking to have sad days. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, that's, we don't mean to be throwing stuff. No, no, no. These are, these are the, these are the real questions that people want to ask. Just, just know that I can give, I give you the answer that I can give you. Okay. Um, I mean, I've been there. I've had I've had these questions about the own my own things I'm nerdy about. So one question from um, uh, the, uh, well, the viewers right now is: um, so would we happen to see any new games for the Sega Otari Rush Revolution? Um, more Sega Otari games? Yeah, they're coming. I probably think. That I couldn't help myself. <laughs> um, they will. They will occur eventually. Um, I will say, upcoming DLC uh, is related to game playing. There will be a playable sub game. Uh, another mm. playable sub game. Uh, it may not be a digital game, uh, but it will definitely be fun. And uh, I've been. Uh, that is. That is my tease for that. So on that note, you guys put out the uh, the Netrunner card deck. Um, yes, yes. Which is... I'm very, we're very glad we got that out because it's, it's great for visual learners like myself. It it, it kind of reminded me of using the Netrunner card game as the nut running rules and uh, like oh, oh. and the mini game that that provided. Is there is there going to be anything more like that coming out? Then more like the Netrunner card deck. Well, just like prop wise, like the yeah, the Netrunner card deck, like it, yeah. Well, we, I would say we don't have anything announced right now in that arena. Um, we were very happy um, that people are using the Netrunner cards um, in their intended way, whether we want to make them spell cards, right, and have them so that you remember what your programs do. Or you want to lay them out as a uh, as a net architecture? That's cool too. Um, I would, you know, I, I would say the door is not closed to that type of thing in the future. But um, I don't have anything else. Yeah, not okay. that was well, a, a cool. fan I mean, based product, right? That was someone who came up with the the car. Oh yeah, you guys. Oh my gosh, saw it and so good. loved it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we love keeping an eye on what the community is doing. I mean, as, as you know, what we can bring, bring forward as both of us being long-term, you know, fan sites and oh yeah, uh, all that. Anytime we see, we see a 
fan created material get picked up and by the big leagues as it were it just thrills us to no end i'm i'm very enthused that you would refer to um this as the big leagues um <laughs> i mean for us it you guys are that's that's yeah. as big as it gets i i i feel like that every day when i wake up i think it's time to go to the big leagues so uh so how did you originally get involved with our Talisorian? Ah, um, well, uh, I, I've, the answer to that is, um, it's, I was, was shopping around a board game that I was, I was, you know, looking, going around and showing people things that I had made and doing the general, like, I, I am, I'm trying to be an art, a professional artist. And the only way to do that is to make art and show it to people. Um, and I was going around and I, uh, I met a man who's our current uh, editor, Aaron Tarbuck. And I was trying to sell him a board game that I had made because he ran a comic book store at the time. Um, he's a fantastic, by the way, industry luminary. The comic book shop, which is kind of like, he's like, I'm going to take it. I'm just going to run a comic book shop. I love comic books. I'm going to run a comic book shop. He was the, um, the marketing the marketing director for Wizards of the Coast for many years before that. Oh. By the way, um, he had the magic card. Um, <laughs> his, uh, that's all I'm saying. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I was selling him uh, a board game that I had made, and um, I got to meet Mike, and we got to talking, and they were spinning up the operation, as it were, from hibernation. And uh, everything sort of worked out, and I got a job. That's that was good because I really needed that at the time. Because <laughs> um, I was, you know, an, an indie video game guy at that time who was also trying to do board games and TRPG stuff, and honestly, just wanted to make games <laughs> in any medium I could get my hands on. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I mean that yeah, seems to be so. the, that seems to be the common chance. story. Yes, but it, it's uh, happenstance, right? But it's only happenstance when you tell it from now, from this perspective. But back then, I was I was literally I was I, I was people were yelling at me and telling them to get out of their comic book shop and I won't buy your dumb board game. And I, I no 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 no. This just goes to say that I was beating every door uh, bloody for maybe four years. Um, mm -hmm. until one opened. Before you went to work uh, with Artel Sorin, did you did you have any experience with Cyberpunk 2020? Yes. Um, I used to read them, and actually I used to read Metaflot, too, um, back, in, back in college. Uh, I only ever got to, like, make characters and play on it awkwardly with myself, uh, you know, have a little like, oh, I'm going to do a little shooting thing where these guys are going to come in this side. It's it's just me playing with dolls. Um, no disrespect to V3. I mean, that was, that <laughs> was in my, my uh, experience. In, for... my, in, my, uh, in my room, uh, I still have some of my original 2020 uh, things that I made in college, uh, including a guy with a pirate tattoo and a wind charm. That looks like a claw. Nice. So, so I, I may, I may sprinkle in 
my 2020 OCs as old men here and there nice. in the future. I mean, um, if, if you've given the opportunity, why wouldn't you? Right, fair, fair. They're they're probably 70 now, right? Um, they're not yeah. going to age as gracefully as Johnny Silverhand. I mean, who does? <laughs> or uh, Rogue. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she 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 aged very gracefully. Yeah. Well, even um, all the Arasaka's. I, I have no aged. idea. I have no idea why Sabro looks that bad. You know. Well, I don't know well, why he. he all the, uh, yeah, I don't know why he doesn't look worse. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, literally, he should be like oxygen tubes coming out of every pore and. Uh, right, he should, be, he should be the emperor of mankind. Um, yeah, yeah. From forty k. Never mind. Yeah. So, so <laughs> like, any, like what Derek was saying, Little. the we've we've interviewed like, um, um, uh, oh my God, Ben Wright. We've interviewed Benjamin Ross, Win. Uh, um, yeah, and ben. it just seems like everybody. Kind of like fell. Kind of meet Mike, and he just kind of takes him under his wing. Yeah, um, Mike is Mike is a really good eye for um, people that can get shit done. Uh, he likes people that can get shit done because they get shit done because he likes to get shit done. Yep, it's it's that simple. Um, it's uh, and you know he's, um, I mean. I remember I met him, and then I I was like, oh, can I email you some questions I have about the industry, right? Like, I, maybe I could get him to be my mentor, right? Um, and then immediately I go, or I could spend the next two weeks creating a board game completely on spec and then surprise him with it when I next met him. And that's what got me to jump. That, that's awesome. That, that's, like I said, you're uh, living the dream, man. Yeah, yeah. It was, a, it was a fun two weeks, but it was worth it. Um, it was a it was a Gundam board game because I knew he liked mechs. He de he definitely likes his mechs. And I was like, so uh, remember the last time? Well, I wanted to make this just to show you what I could do, and it worked well. It's actually a pretty good board game. I hope we get to use it in the future for something. Yeah. I'd like um, to see that. Well, our our Cal owns the uh, game design, so who knows. Um, so, have have you played in any of uh, Maximo Mike's games or campaigns with him? I have. Um, I've jammed with him at some of at some of them uh, as a uh, sort of a he calls it as a cabbage, <laughs> um, uh, which which is of course his term for uh, for guy who knows rules. Um, that I can't look up right now while I'm making wild, awesome uh, strokes of acting. That that may be the most Mike anecdote I've ever heard. Um, I, I guess that's that's when you grow up when when like I guess when you when you're like uh, when traveler is a part of you as much as traveler is a part of Mike, you get to the the thing where you're like, okay, the rules are this like this document that must be interfaced with, right? And if I can have somebody else interfacing with the document, then I can be free to do this. Um, look, I love Traveler, but, uh, but man, 
that's some rough that's some rough that, stuff that's that's some rules right there that's yeah yeah so it makes i think that idea was like the golden hack for playing games when when mike was in college and uh and i think nowadays it works just as well but yeah maybe I... maybe that's the, that's the it was very fun i remember he um I think he killed some people with an electrified third rail of a subway system and then ate somebody with a rat. Yeah, I, I've been Again, a giant rat. That might be the most Mike Pondsmith <laughs> thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I, I've been in a few that, games with uh, him at cons. Um, the first game I was in, I knew... Well... I was the only one who knew the you know the game system and, and been a fan for for him because he started coming to a, a con close to me, um, and this was back mm. in 2013 and he started running a game and he kind of got frustrated at the end because he didn't kill any of us because I was like no don't do that you stupid player you're gonna get yourself killed <laughs> don't pull out your gun now. oh man <laughs> right, I so. don't I it's I, no prisoners. I remember I I've killed a player in a in a I, I've killed players in cons and for me it just feels awful I don't know I don't get it man like I had to I had to come in for the the Mike the Mike Pondsmith show uh, Mike Pondsmith kills your character one once and I killed a guy and he was like oh man I'm like you, you got hit by a train my dude well. So you know, <laughs> well, it, it all depends, right, on on how you die within the con game, right? If it's within the first five minutes, and I've had that happen to me at con games, that's oh no 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 <laughs> that's that's not that this this was this was out an hour and a half in. There were multiple rolls to reach a thing in time, and it was not reached in time. Well, but that you that can't get happens. if you can't get to the little alcove in the subway. <laughs> yeah. Then, then you do get hit by the subway train. Well, in my opinion, you know, once I got past twenty-one, the I Otis rule. I, I didn't care too much about whether my my character got killed in a con game because, okay, when, I can start drinking now. You guys still have to play. <laughs> the Otis, the Otis rule. What's that? Uh, the original uh, Richard Donner Superman. Lex Luthor had a sidekick named Otis and he's in the subway and he's got to get up against the wall when the train comes and the guy following him <coughs> like tries to do the same thing and it doesn't work out for him. Yikes. Yeah. Fair enough. You're a comic book guy, I can tell. I, that's been you said. Have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> that Here, I can tell already. That in the anime. You, you, oh, I'm I'm an anime I'm an anime gentleman myself. You want a historian, man? Talk to talk to a wisdom here. Right. He's by far. I, I sometimes live up to that. Yeah, I'm like I'm wondering if Rayman and him should compete for uh, knowledge when it comes to crazy uh, lore and and just little bits and, and pieces. But yeah. Anyways, <laughs> get back on track. Um, so, as a game designer, what do you feel is uh, the part of the process that you really love doing? 
um, when it comes to games? Oh man, there are so many parts of the pro. So, um, so I guess in my process, the ideation part is just totally ongoing, and uh, I have like a bunch of initial designs that I um, I batch. So, I'll, if I have an, a cool idea, I will I will write a brief on that cool idea, and then I will compile that brief away. So, um, because what's the people always think it's like, oh, I'm going to sit down and then I'm going to have an idea. It, that's not how it works. It's like um, I'm always having those. Uh, they need to be managed properly, um, and then it's, you select from those initial idea sheets. I'm selecting them, which ones to bulk out into just sliced experiences to go like, okay, I'm just going to make sure this is fun in this little slice because you can spend a lot of time making something that isn't fun that way if you do not do that. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, yeah. you can have ideas. Sounds cool. Sounds really cool. Cool enough to maybe bulk up and then you spend a lot of time bulking it up and then you realize, oh no, this isn't fun. <laughs> um, so it's so it's all about um, getting to your best ideas and picking winners in that stage, and then after you have a vertical slice, it's all about um, how much can I play test this? Um, yeah, and I, that I that is so for me. Those are the those are the three stages of design, um, and uh, and of course, it's it's like video games. If you see a finished product, it was a miracle. Every It is a miracle that any game ever gets made. You know what I mean? It's a miracle that any book ever is finished. Um, there is a... Uh, that's why... Okay, think about it this way. Think about it this way. Think in your head, what is the fastest way to show that a character is evil that does not involve kicking an animal? It's to show them burning a book. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? That's, yep. that's that's a villainous trait. And if that pretty insidious, the fact, that, the fact that we think that that's evil implies that we think that the completion of a creative work is inherently good. Mm. Anyway, yeah. so it's a miracle anything gets done ever. You know what I mean? If if a game is finished, it's probably has something in it that's fun. And um, it's, it's always a labor of love. Like anytime anything yeah. creative is done, there is so much love and dedication behind it. Even if it's a corporate product, even if it's like done by committee, somebody out there is spending love and blood and sweat and tears to create right, this. Right. You can be playing a game and have it be just a corporate melange, awful... Um, it's it's no one's favorite game, you know what I mean? Right. Um, and then you'll see a tree, and that tree is very interestingly placed, and the tree is very well done, and the tree is arcing toward the sun in a weird way, and that tree may be copy and pasted four hundred other times in the game, but that one time where it was placed properly, it is artistic and meaningful. Um, yeah. But you know, it's uh, that's the type of uh, ways you got to find art in late stage capitalism sometimes. Yep. Sure. I mean, even the worst movie you can think of, I can still find yeah, something yeah. to appreciate about it. There you go. Yep. Um, and, Highlander uh, 2. 
I mean, Highlander 2 is a crap <laughs> Highlander movie, but it's a pretty decent cyberpunk movie. Yeah, I, I gotta it's also rewatch a pretty it. decent movie in general. Think about all the movies yeah. you never even hear about. I have seen... You know what I mean? Yeah, so so I watched Highlander 2 in the theaters, and this, I think, might have been before your time there, James. Or you were still a toddler at the time, but walking out of that movie I, was one of those things that I was just like, I can never go back and rewatch that thing, because that was just it's... awful. <laughs> so I mean, so I was just there uh... opening night, and yeah, it was one of the most disappointing experiences of my life. But at the same time, like the setting that it took place in was fantastic. It was awesome. Maybe I it need to rewatch so, it. Just yeah. to give you two a uh, just a crash course in how old you may be right now. <laughs> um, do you guys remember a movie called The Mummy? Yes. Uh, the original maybe. The Mummy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not the remake yeah. with Tom Cruise that was made yeah. for. Chinese, I'm assuming you're not Chinese talking audience. about the original with Boris Karloff. That's I'm assuming I'm you're tar- talking about the the Brendan Fraser version. Yes, I'm talking about the Brendan Fraser. Okay. <laughs> um, so, so you're not talking about the original one. We're talking about you know the Brendan. No, 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 no. I'm talking the about the remake. The, the first I'm remake. Talking about, I'm talking about the first remake, the one that has the the one that has the one that people would remember. Right. Yeah, the, the amount of people that go the Boris Karloff Karloff version <laughs> are not are, are not that is not the majority opinion. No, no. Um, okay, so that came out. My dad took me to see it. He got me. He took me out of elementary school to see that movie. It's R rated, and he got me in. Uh, I have I have like reoccurring nightmares still. From uh, Beatles Crawling Under the Skin. Because I was that young when I saw that movie. So I don't know how old that makes you feel, but this is just a reminder. That, I mean, that makes me feel pretty old, I gotta say. Was it it rated R? I don't... Indeed it was. Or you're not supposed to have a kid in elementary school. It was probably PG-13. I guarantee you. I I was was gonna say, I don't remember any nudity or any cuss words or... Any like ultra violence? I don't know. Why. Are we supposed to show elementary students scarabs crawling under people's skin? I mean, are we no, supposed but to do that? Just like Star Wars was G-rated and it like full-on burning corpses. Well, so so or Raiders of the Lost Ark with you know the face melting Nazis. So. It's so. it's oh, a whole, I... whole difference between millennials and uh, Gen Xs like you and me, Derek. So yeah, I think so. <laughs> I was six six years old or seven years old, and for whatever reason, my mom thought, "Hey, let's go watch Jaws." I have <laughs> such a fucking fear of going into the ocean. Yes. I, I've, yeah, I mean, that's seven not years thought. old. And there was nudity in there. And there was a lot more swearing than than, uh, than uh, the mummy. Uh, so, um, yeah. That, that's fair. That, w- that was an interesting to time. Each their own, to yeah. each their own childhood trauma, I say. Yeah. So, <laughs> the other thing is when we were growing up, we had... Um, at least in the northeast area, we had this thing on uh, called Creature Double Feature, and every Saturday there would be two two-hour movies 
that was on this one station. And it, and it was like, you know, the black and white movies. Um, so for, for me, The Mummy is like, oh, yeah, Boris, Boris Karloff, you know, The Wolfman. That's Lon Chaney, man. You know, um, I'm... Bela Lugosi's Bela Dracula. Lugosi, yeah. So I'm like yeah. very old school when it comes to those movies. But, yeah. Um, so <laughs> getting back yeah, it's to... It's weird, but... Good. Because yeah, we, we, uh, should, should we get back to the interview or yeah. whatever? The, yeah. The cyber. Sorry, we tend to rant. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, cool. Cool. This is You're where talking we're about going. movies. I wanted to join in. I wanted to join in. Yeah, by all means, man. <laughs> but yeah, you you make us feel old. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit. A little bit. Um. So, so speaking so, of your gaming design process, so we talked about what you love. What do you hate about it? Oh, um, that thing I just said. <laughs> um, the part where you don't do that right. Right. The middle stage of that process, and then you put a shitload of work into something that ends up being a creative failure. That, look, failure is great in that you learn from failure, but it still fucking sucks. It, it not sucking. Yep. No, nothing about how much you learn from a failure can make it not suck. Right. It's just yeah. necessary suck. And what is it uh, um, like Mike anyway. likes to say is uh, learn to kill your baby? No. Or... That's not real. Well, he, he said something similar to that. Um, kill your like, darlings. Yeah, kill, kill, your, kill darlings. your darlings. Is for, kill your darlings is for people with day jobs. Well, I remember there was a, a there's a <laughs> um, seminar he did, and I forget what where what school he was doing at, where he was talking about his IP and you know how you work with your IP, and he was very like you know understand that no matter how much you love your IP. There's going to come a day when you might think, okay, I need to basically throw it all away and come up with or pick bits and pieces out of it that, that you really feel that are Get some pieces it. out of it. Yeah. Salvage. So, so I, <coughs> I understand that. Uh, I understand where he's coming from on that. that. When people sometimes say kill your darlings, it can make young writers think that they are not allowed to like their job. Um, yeah, and that's that's stupid. where I'm coming. <laughs> yeah, that that's and that's, that's a right. misinterpretation no, no, no. Look, of that. Look, the key is when you fail, you recognize it, you learn from it, and then if you can salvage anything from it, you can do that. Yep. Um, there are parts of Cyberpunk that are failed prototypes of other games that never got made um, that I had worked on years earlier that I was able to bring in. Um, you know what I mean? Everything matters. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, and uh, you and scavenge you do... those bones. Yeah, yeah. Bone scavenging is a real thing. And I think I remember. I think I remember the uh, Mike saying something like that. I think he was. It was in reference to, you know, V3 and its relationship to 2020 and Red. Uh, I could be wrong about that, but, like, I had these vague, like, that's my vague recollection of when he said that. I, V3 is dope, man. It's just, it's a cool experiment. You yeah. know what I mean? Every once in a while, somebody wants to make a cool experiment. And that's dope. Um, 
I mean, it was a very interesting idea. Um, it was, it just, um, I, I think that it was before its time, you know, on a lot of things. I mean, the I, I, the begin the character creation in V3, where you tell this narrative and you make your characters as you tell the narrative. Dude, he did Blades in the Dark way yeah. before Blades in the Dark. That's years ahead of its time. Um, there's, there's, if you're a, if you're a fan of, of cyberpunk and you're interested in, you know, how it got edition change and all this stuff, looking at V3 is a, is a wacky trip. Um, you know, I've said it before and I think, I think the only problem with V3 is that he tried to tie it into cyberpunk. If it had been its own product, I think it had done really well. No, V3 is fun. I said it. Like, it's a neat world. It just doesn't really fit with what came before it. Well, I think Fair. some of the community has various opinions on that. But, yeah. You know, sure. looking at it as a different product. Um, and not looking at it through the, the, the eyes of, you know, a 2020 uh, um, sequel. You know, they, yeah, definitely, you can look at it <clears throat> as kind of a good product. Like, there's great stuff in there, right? Yeah, it's good. Well, he, I don't know. He, I like it. He came up with smartphones, or he predicted smartphones with that. Yep. Supplement, so it's not all bad. Um, moving along, I like. I like. Genius guns. I'm, I'm a big fan of genius guns. Yeah, I think I think genius guns are going to be real in the next thirty years. They quite might possibly be. I mean, we didn't even think AI. Was have have be. you have you seen the um, the auto targeting? Have you seen the stuff of people like zip lining and then just like holding out a gun and blind firing it and hitting targets? <laughs> I have not seen those yeah. videos. That is a computer-assisted aim device, and the U.S. military is making them right now. I've seen the guy who does it with archery. He he, he configured his bow to do it, and like basically he's just taking the bow and just pulling it back, and like it just always shoots a bullseye. Yeah, I I think I think it's the future of warfare when those get put on drones. Yeah, and that's a scary thing. Um, Yep. Anyway, anyway, I think I think ultimately they'll always have a human holding some of them, but it'll just be because it's cheaper to kill us than to make another robot. Yeah. So, so uh, our next question actually goes back or references uh, to your uh, intro, and that is uh, JamesHutGames.com. Um, and yeah. currently you have a newsletter. Um, can you give us a little more? Is it like? You're, you're delving yeah. into tabletop role-playing games, board games, computer games. What what can we expect from so, what all this? What all does this entail? So, James Huck Games is a uh, is just me wanting to make indie games again. Um, I want to make something uh, short form books, shorter form. You know, under a hundred and twenty pages um, books, and I wanna I wanna get them out uh, in a sustainable way. I do not want to like 
at about a rate of a once a year type thing. Um, I, I write all the time. I don't just write when I'm at work. Um, I write maybe six or seven hours a day, every day. Um, that's a lot. And you end up writing something eventually that maybe you want to show some. And uh, I should have started a newsletter to tell people about stuff that I wanted to release that way about two years ago. And I didn't. So this is, this is why I'm kind of pushing it now. Um, it's because I want, I want, I have something that I want to show everyone about near the end of this year. So uh, if you're a fan of cyberpunk, you're probably a fan of my game design. Uh, if you aren't, I think you may be confused um, as to why you're here. I'm pretty sure the people <laughs> here are fans. Uh, if you're this far into a stream about this with this title, uh, we sure hope and, so. Uh, yeah, yeah, we sure hope so. Or if not, you know, we're happy to have you here. Um, hang out. Um, but uh, but I'm I'm gonna. I just I don't like social media, and I want to have a direct channel uh, for people who are my fans to receive info about stuff that I want to make. And. Uh, yeah, so so please join up. Um, in the future, I will have a much stronger incentive for joining. But if you join now, you get to be cool and early, and uh, get to, you know, you, you get to. I, I know. I'll know. I'll know. Do the FOMO, man. Do the FOMO. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And, and dude, I totally agree with you on um, the whole social media. I mean, to me. Twitter and Facebook are cesspools that really should be avoided by all humanity. But I know. Yeah, I I just I just want a newsletter that goes out to people that are already fans, so that I can generate hype and give them news about new stuff, and even maybe talk to them about how production is going. Yep. On indie stuff. Yeah, and I think that's that's um, kind of difficult um, for creators nowadays. I mean, compared to like when me and and Derek first started off, right? The, the internet was still, still a little in its infancy, right? This was before even Google really hit the scene. So, mm -hmm. you know, anyone who, who would do a search term on like cyberpunk, you would see hundreds of, of fan sites. You would see Artosaurian stuff. Um, nowadays, it's you know, well, especially with the computer game nowadays, is is. The computer game has kind of sucked up a lot of it, but you just see a lot more ads, a lot more business um, filtering to the top. So when it comes to like, you know, really fans, at least back in the day, whether it's fanzines, uh, the the old sites that we used to run, or, or just getting a, a very targeted kind of underground um, way in which which the community used to communicate. It's very hard nowadays, especially on the internet, because you get lost tremendously yeah. with, with the algorithms. So, um, I, I guess I, I talked a lot about how I want to do it, not a lot about what I want to do. Right. I do have stuff for that. Um, I want to make some, some games that, uh, that use uh, really, really new stuff in them. Um, stuff that's not D&D compatible, you know, stuff that's going to have its own unique dice mechanics in it 
and uh, really stuff you've never seen before. Um, stuff that's suitable for an enthusiast's audience. Um, and uh, and yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm currently recruiting the uh, the top the, the top fifty people to join my uh, elite vanguard. Well, I just um, got someone who signed up. up for it. So on our <laughs> good, <laughs> perfect. Pretty uh, tell that person because they're officially cool now. You're anyway, cool. thank you. Again, thank you, person. You are cool. From from James uh, Hunt. Anyone who signs up is technically cool. So, yeah, you can tell your friends that you signed up. That would also actually really help. Uh, and you could tell them they too could be cool. Um, anyway, um, but I will I will probably be sending out the first newsletter in that. Uh, I have it blocked for after the John Tevard or I do a John John show. I'm gonna spend about two hours writing a nice letter to everybody in the to everybody in the um, the newsletter. So that would be that would be sort of the time to get the first one coming out probably in a week and a half. And it's gonna be a monthly thing. So it's not gonna be it's not gonna overflow your box or whatever. I will try to sell you something at some point, but I won't try to sell you other things. Well, I mean, I don't want to be not cool, so I made sure to go ahead and sign up because I want to be part I of that. Appreciate, I appreciate y'all. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's currently just like John John and <laughs> all the. Well, hopefully, it's just a bunch of people right now. Yeah, well, hopefully, I mean, our small the community will will be able to pass along. I mean. We're not big. Smile and I are from the days when the whole of the cyberpunk community online was like a very small, very close-knit group. Yes. Uh, and I think we carry that tradition in our heads to, to this day. So regardless of how giant and monolithic that company has become, or that 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 community has become where people are coming in from the video games and the anime and the comics and the tabletop role-playing games all into this great big battlefield of competing ideologies. Um, we still like to think of it as a small close-knit family. I, it, it, it feels very warm. And uh, I, one thing I'm super happy with the cyber, I, I'm done showing my own thing. I'm now talking about how cool cyberpunk fandom is. Come on. Ha is it not like, the, one of the most warm, comforting, you know, uh, there is, of course, people saying, hey, man, I, I usually it's people I've noticed this is super healthy. When I'm on the Reddit, when somebody's like, hey, I had a session that didn't go well. A lot of times it's, hey, I had a session that didn't go well. Can anyone help? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not just yeah. an event. It's like, hey, yo, hey, guys, can you help? And I mean, uh, and that is that is like a massive green flag. Just letting y'all know, there are other communities are not like that. Y'all are great. Uh, we're, uh, I mean, the community as a whole is very. We're we're pretty welcoming towards others. We're definitely here. Like as a community, like the, uh, we're very welcoming and happy to give advice. There's nothing more we, there's nothing more in the world we love than to talk about this thing that we love so very much. I, and um, and I think I think part of what makes it hap makes that happen is that um, because it's like it's kind of harder to learn cyberpunk sometimes. Uh, yeah. 
everybody realizes that at some point somebody else had to ask the question. It, they had a question to ask, and somebody else helped them. So yep. it, it's just a lot of paying it forward, is what I see. Yeah, and that's really. Cool. I mean, it's it's not a game for like beginners to jump in. Uh, typically, I, like I I'm not going to say it doesn't happen, where but in least, general, yeah, go ahead. You know, I I say if you've played Dungeons and Dragons, you you can handle Cyberpunk Red, right? Uh, and so much is the Cyberpunk Red edition. I think you have a D&D game under your belt. You can play Cyberpunk Red. Um, if it's your first, if it's your, if Cyberpunk Red is going to be your first tabletop role-playing game, it really helps to have someone else who knows how to play Cyberpunk Red. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you can always, you know, um, you know, drop your shoulder and get through it, I guess. But uh, that's, that is a little bit hard, I have to admit. I, I'll say this about Red. It is uh, it is without a doubt the most welcoming to new players uh, or players who are just experienced with Dungeons and Dragons. It is it's it's much more easy to jump into the pool. It's a, it's a much more I don't want to say comforting environment, but it's it doesn't have the the hard learning curve that like 2020 had. I think the uh, the key there is uh, we lowered the amount of steps in the combat step. You know what I mean? The um, yeah. I honestly I think if you run 2020 without staged armor, you basically have the you can sort of understand if you ever run that 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 experiment. I'll let me play 2020 without staged armor. Begin to understand where the train that goes to Cyberpunk Red's uh, design philosophy begins. Yep. Yeah. So and anyway, so we um, have one. Y'all got more questions? Yeah, we have one more question. Yeah. But before, because I know your time is, is starting to get short, um, before I ask you that last question, do you have any questions for me or wisdom? Ooh, I, I have a. I mean, I asked you guys my question before we did this. <laughs> I'll I'll ask it to the community in general, though. Does anyone know where to find an English translation of the Japanese 2020 uh, fan magazine for Cyberpunk Red? Uh, sorry, for Cyberpunk 2020. Uh, called Cryo Tank. C-R-Y-O Tank. Yeah, and that was... So he asked us this question before uh, we started streaming, and you know the only. I mean, I I consider my <laughs> before I consider even myself started, the world. Yes, if if Derek doesn't know, then yeah, knows. I, <laughs> I've never heard of this thing before, and I'm completely flabbergasted and embarrassed. I mean, I consider myself uh, one of the world's leading like lore masters about cyberpunk and. It, I, I got no idea. I'd never heard of it before. So, there you are, man. You, All right. you stumped us I, <laughs> from a question. If wise. you, if if anybody knows, if anybody knows, please send word to our Calsarian Games' email account. You'll find it on our Twitter. Also <laughs> to uh, wisdom zero 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 at gmail dot com. Um, yeah. Well, well, wisdom, you got a few. 
contacts you can probably follow up with. Um, is Night, I mean, is Nightflyer still around, or is he like uh, oh, Paul Romine? He's, yeah. he's still around. And like uh, Gary, like uh, his like Ashford. Tulsa, Tulsa twenty twenty still up. Gary's, I've got Gary on my Facebook friends list, uh, but unfortunately, Mockery's has is down and it's yeah. been down for quite a while. I know. Um, but man, I don't like. Yeah, no, I don't have any any like Japanese player contacts. Like that's always been actually a little bit weird. I've got people from Poland. I've got people from South Africa. I've got people from all over the place. But uh, I, yeah, I really have never. no idea. Yeah, I've I've answered some questions for Japanese fans through their like translator, but um. I mean, Japanese Japanese internet is so okay. So, you guys are both TR, big TRPG people. Yeah. Um, Japanese TRPGs are inherently different than Western ones. By the way, um, the table talk style of TRPG fascinating. Check it out. Really? There are a bunch uh, of mean, games that come out in Japan that never get translated to English. That's I don't awesome. know if any that have been translated. I mean, we still haven't gotten a copy of... I don't think even Lodos has been translated. And that's the one that most Americans know about more than any other, per se. Uh, I mean, there's the uh, there's the, the Mechton Gundam stuff that's in Japanese only. I, yeah, I... I have not seen... I did not know there was Japanese only Mekton books. Like that's that's new to me. Yep. Uh, but granted, I'm a cyberpunk player, so while I'm aware of Mekton through the Artalsorian, I mean, I've got all the books, but uh, it was never something I actively, yeah, I mean, like ran or, or followed. You know, I I really I got we really. Gotta say, I appreciate how you're you're buying books you don't even read from us, man. <laughs> I mean, I read them. Don't I? I read them. I just they weren't a game that I played because I was playing Cyberpunk again. James, forever uh, we are completionists, so yeah. yeah. Okay, woo. I mean, the one the one like anime property from Artal Sorian that I bought that I love with all my heart to this day is Bubblegum Crisis Source books. Oh man, those are so cool. Like um, I, uh, those, I, I, I cannot. One, it's my favorite anime of all. Two, so it's a great anime. It's it's in fact what got me into cyberpunk is I saw the anime and I was like, this lets me play that. Mm-hmm. Y'all y'all fans yeah. of the Edge Runners? I'm assuming. Oh, Edge Runners anime. Uh, oh, God, yeah, so I, I am definitely a fan. I definitely want to see more. Although I would prefer, honestly. I would prefer to see other studios' takes on it because uh, they're they're a little bit over the top for me. Uh, I, I, I'm fine as long as I get more, man. Yeah. No, yeah, no. Like the dream okay. is there. Like since 1990, I've been all like, man, it would be cool to see this in anime form. Never thinking it was ever going to happen, and then it fucking happened, and I don't know what to do with myself anymore. Oh, it's good. Um, it's it's very that, good. I love the. I'm, 
the one thing the one thing that I, I love to talk about from that, and it's a selfish thing to talk about. Um, so I understand we're all selfish beings, aren't we? Um, Absolutely. We just must all understand our true nature. What is it? Um, the character Maine was uh, modeled off of you? No, no. <laughs> Uh, they actually lowered the size of my muscles for the character main just to keep him just together That's on screen, so. just so all of them could be on screen <laughs> at the same time. Um, I figured that. No, no, it's uh, it's that the drug that I created for the jumpstart kit got referenced in the the um, the bonus music video for the ending credits. Okay. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Securacine uh, is a is a biotechnica drug I invented for the jumpstart kit, and they that's the that's the like evil um, that's the evil uh, pharmaceutical plans that the um, the late previous netrunner uh, finds in the ending music video. Okay. That's very cool. That is cool. I, 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 I had no time. idea that you were the one responsible for that drug. You know, it's, it's sold. It is remade by the Yellow Brick Gang in um, in one of the uh, that that um, opposer, uh, of course, the Wizard of Oz opposer gang. Um, yeah. In uh, in the Jumpstart kit, if you look at the. Um, it's based on an early prototype of Securacine, which is supposed to be like a bespoke protection against airborne toxins. Um, that's sort of um, for for high end clients. Cool. Anyway, yeah, that, so that part. Cool. So, if we. Don't get you in trouble with your girlfriend. Um, we have one last question, and I think we can wrap this. She, up. she, of course, she, of course, is yet to text me. Oh, um, but was, so you got one. You got one more. That's always you a green light. In my book. Uh, if my wife's not texting me, that's a green light. Uh, <laughs> all right. So our last question: Do you have any like fun stories you'd like to share about working with uh, Altarsorian and the Punksmiths? Oh. Um, how? Oh, that's a wide question. It is. <laughs> I, I it's just that's why it was so much on uh, the last time. <laughs> the last time we went to Poland, um, we just had so much fun then. And uh, I remember I, I got lost for a little bit, and it was just really fun being lost with Cody. Uh, we were going. We were looking at all these like Balt. They have all these like Baltic amber prep things um, and they always make them put them into like um, they always like put them together in these like little ships they'll do little ship model <gasps> ships that are all made of amber and they'll Ooh. put them in the front and that's great and and you're like wow that's the biggest Baltic camper ship I've seen and then you walk down the street and there's a bigger one hmm that so, sounds pretty fun so we um we were uh, we were just scooting around looking for the the bigger Baltic camera stuff, and you know it's Europe, so everything's a castle, and uh, every town has an old quarter where the castle used to be, and you can walk across the castle walls. 
and uh, I, I guess all of that made me maybe just really nostalgic for reading the uh, the UK, the um, the UK twenty twenty book. Right. Wow. Yeah. Rough guide. Rough yeah. guide. Rough guide to the UK, and then because uh, you know you see like Eurosource Plus, and it's a beautiful historic. What should be a hero, a beautiful historical artifact, and there are people tagging it. I don't know. In, in the United States, next door and. Star, right, there's a Starbucks next door with a, next to a castle wall that's tagged with like somebody's name yeah. that I can barely read. It's in squiggly. Bunch of graffiti over. It's a technical there. term. It's it's so crazy. Um, you know, coming from the the American perspective, where like we don't have any castles. Yeah. I mean, the Hearst Castle. I've been to Hearst Castle in California, um, but we don't have any castles created in by like people that needed castles yeah true you know what i mean yeah like anyway like that, I... that i think that's one of my best memories cool um you know that doesn't involve me talking about process that i probably can't talk about right <laughs> <laughs> that's cool oh oh we always go out to eat every night when we're, we're doing those things it's great it's that's like a big family right so um i guess that's it um We'll let you go. We really appreciate your time, James. Um, Thanks for having me on. We definitely. It's been fantastic talking to you, Mr. Hutt, Mr. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I uh, have at least one copy of Crowd Tank. I'll uh, I'll snap through with my phone. That would find it in the office. Do. That would be beautiful. I would love to see that. <laughs> Throw it on the scanner, man. Um, I don't want to hurt the spine. <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> yeah. We have, uh, yeah, I have very much enjoyed this chance to talk to you. Um, we look forward to hopefully getting to talk to Mike or Lisa, if you could throw in a good word for us. I don't have those channels. Yes. Uh -huh. Oh, okay. Well, we're working on that. You know, our, our fixer uh, street deal is uh, still low. But... Yeah, you got to, you got to talk, you got to talk to Jay Gray. <clears throat> yeah, we, we, we do. We, we don't we, talk to We poke at him all the time about it. We're, <laughs> we're, 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 we're trying to come up with a good bribe. Fair enough. Good luck. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for showing up today. Um, thanks. thanks for having me. Anything else you want to pitch before uh, we end it? Uh, um, just keep just keep on looking at our Telstar Games' website for those free DLCs and uh, join my newsletter at jamesuckgames.com. Awesome. That's it. Yeah. That's it for me. Cool. Um, well, feel free to come back and hang out with us anytime. Most definitely. <laughs> um, and, uh, maybe, if you can find, maybe if you can find me Cryotank. <laughs> we will do our best. I know that now Wisdom knows that it exists. Now, I, I think he's on a... Now I have a... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, enjoy going on what, Nico Nico. Nico Nico looking for it. It's every avenue until I'm successful. Good luck. All right. So um, thank you, everyone, for listening in. Uh, I am Cyber Smiley. You can find me on cybersmiley.net where I have a few uh, apps for Cyberpunk 2020 and Cyberpunk Red. Um, I also have, uh, I 
go on tons of Discord servers uh, and Reddit. Not a big fan of Facebook or Twitter, so don't expect to see me <laughs> lurking about there. Um, so you can find me there. Um, Wisdom? I am Wisdom Triple Zero. You can find my works at datafortress2020.com. Uh, I am on Facebook. I'm also uh, tend to lurk around Reddit. You catch me on Discord. Uh, please, uh, anyone who has any comments, questions, or complaints, uh, let us know through any of those sources, and we will try to address those on our show. We'd like to thank Rob Mulligan and Cybernation Uncensored for hosting us. Once again, we'd like to thank James Hutt uh, of Artisorian Games for being our guest this evening. Yep. Um, and we look forward to seeing you all uh, in two weeks. Yeah, and I think we're going to be doing a, a review of uh, Rough Guide to the UK to follow up on our Euro tour, as it were. All right. Indeed. <clears throat> Talk to you guys then. Bye-bye. Fascination on censored.